I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. Welcome back to Keanu Believe It, the Talk Film Society podcast that is all Keanu Reeves all the time. I'm Sam Van Heron, assistant editor at TFS and a lifelong fan of the singular Keanu Reeves. I'm your guide through his diverse and interesting career. Each week, a guest and I discuss a film from his filmography, which we are working through in chronological order. On this episode, we'll be discussing John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum. Joining me to discuss the latest installment of the John Wick series are Melissa Kay and Nolan McBride. How's it going, guys? Pretty good. How are you? Doing great. Uh, looking forward to chatting with you. Uh, as always, I like getting uh, kind of a baseline of what our Keanu histories are. So why don't you start with Melissa, or with you, Melissa? What is your history with Keanu? Uh, what do you think of the guy? Sure. Well, my history is that he's my soulmate. So I've pretty much loved him since as long as I can remember. Um I think the first movie I remember seeing him in was definitely Bill and Ted and then River's Edge. Actually, I think River's Edge was before. But um, so I always liked him, but I fell deeply head over heels in love when I saw The Matrix. You know, it was in middle school and it was just kind of my... um, my turning point, my watershed moment for <laughs> both film and Keanu. And I, my very first boyfriend looked like Keanu. <laughs> and I still have old scrapbooks when I was like 13 that have cut out pictures of him in it. So my love is real and long <laughs> and forever. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, how about you, Nolan? Well, it's a little harder to follow that. Uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like, uh, I've, I've always liked Keanu. Uh, like, he's a big part of my, I feel like, my movie history. Like you, Sam, I think Speed was maybe my first R-rated movie. Um, so that was a big one. And then um, The Replacements was one I watched a ton when I was, like, a kid. And uh, obviously The Matrix. And then everything probably from then to, like, the 2000s was all stuff I was very into. But um, I think I definitely forgot about him for a while. Uh, or lost sure. sight of him for a while, you know, until John Wick. Um Everyone sort of fell back in that. Um, but then, um, yeah, this year I've just been listening to the show and watching and going through his filmography and watching a lot of stuff I hadn't seen before. And so I feel like, yeah, like uh, maybe I always loved him, but now I'm just like in love with him and also maybe obsessed. <laughs> so uh, it's it's been great. Yeah, I mean, it's just the best time to be a Keanu fan. I mean, uh, even just this year, he's got, what, three or four movies coming out, so... Uh, he's got two more left this year, which is great, but, uh, it's all been leading to this moment for me, uh, because this is kind of, we, uh, I was, I wanted to do a Keanu podcast for a while, but doing, trying to get it done in a year, like get all caught up in it less than a year was a mission, but we made it, uh, and now we're finally discussing 
the third chapter of uh, which I, at the time I thought it was going to be, which we'll get into. I thought it was going to be more of a the last one, <laughs> right? But yeah. at the, it's one of those things where I'm glad though because we get more wick. I mean, what's wrong with that? You know, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing uh, at all. But we'll talk about that as we get towards the end. But uh, so why don't we just talk about the first? You know, kind of what our feelings were leading up to this. Uh, I know we all obviously loved the, the first two. Uh, what were your thoughts on the second one? Was a little more. Uh, you know, divisive than it wasn't super divisive, but a little more than the first one. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, chapter two and what were you feeling about, you know, leading into chapter three? Um, I loved chapter two personally. I think it's kind of hard to compare the two. I know a lot of people swear by the first one. I think the first one's a masterpiece just because it's so mm-hmm. fresh and original, but I think they are two very different types of films. For sure. Um, I, I love the second one a lot, and I think it set it up perfectly for the next one, and it just continued literally right where it left off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I so I, I think I'm in the camp that loves the first one more, um, just because, just the like the emotional arc of it, um, and just how intense yeah. it is the whole time, just that really gets me, and um I still love the second one. Like I, I took the day off to go see it when it came out. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, it, it goes in a different direction. And I think like wisely. So like if they tried to do such a personal thing again, the second time around, it wouldn't have worked as much. Um, right. Like they had killed his dog again. Like that would be, yeah. Like that's what I was worried about the whole time of that movie. I was like, Oh God, we're going to lose something. Like we're going to lose the dog again. Or we're going to lose something else. But, um, yeah, I'm glad they don't go that route. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> right, it's more, which, yeah, I like that. Like uh, someone pointed out on Twitter a couple of days ago, like that. Like he's still losing things. It's just not. They're not making the thing where it's his dog, mm-hmm. right? Like it's still uh, his house. Like about the second one, exactly. Uh, the first one, yeah, is this pure kind of. It's perfect. Like it's just. It's it is the, the ideal version of a thing. But like the second one pushes you know further into that mythology, and this one even more so. Like so, if you don't, if you're not into the uh, you know. Assassin Underworld, the world of the Continental, then yeah, this one's probably going to not be for, you know, but I think, but I love that stuff. And so I think it's great that this one is both, uh, you know, probably the, definitely the best action so far, but also just that full deep dive into that uh, weird, crazy world that we're in. So. Yeah. yeah, I love the mythology. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, and I think it's, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, I go ahead. Say, yeah, I just think it's smart to pivot away from that and to like focus more on the, yeah, like the world of the assassins, because that way we're sort of giving us something new as uh, audiences. Right. Yeah, and this is literally yeah, set like forty-five minutes after the uh, yeah. chapter two, which is great. And I I love that like uh, it. There is it's right to the titles, and then it's just right literally him uh, on the run. Trying, and I like that he's not. I mean, he's clearly stressed out, but he's also like knows what he has to do. Like he's got a, he's got his like mission. He's gonna. Uh, he's got, he's getting prepped and the, but also just more of this, uh, these, uh, you know, the, the operators like setting up the uh, writing on the chalkboard and like setting up his, uh, the bounty and stuff is all really cool. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Builds a lot of like, or builds a lot of like tension right up front. Cause we're just waiting for that 10 minutes to drain down and everyone to unleash on him. Right. And like showing, uh, like Winston all. Uh, you know, I love Ian McShane. I love uh, I love all these side characters and uh, oh, seeing so them. Good. Yeah, uh, you know, Winston just being kind of chilled about it. Like, you know, it's, uh, it's like, well, what's done is done. 
It's happening. <laughs> exactly. Or even, I love that, like, uh, John quickly realizes that he should send the dog away again and just sends him to the Continental. Right. <laughs> right. Or even better, like... Yeah, he's like, all right, uh, I love my dog. Uh, we're not going to do it. You know, it's probably not super practical for me to bring him along. So, exactly. yeah, he's just like... Uh, yeah. And he's still got his coins. Got to preserve it. Off, but uh, I love that he's like... You know, and they set that up in the last one of uh, the concierge, like, really liking the dog. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, oh, I love him. I, I love that we have, like, that old-time... Such a good The actor. old-timey cab that picks him up. Because, again, it's just like that, the assassin world sort of being incognito. So there's all the normal cabs. But the one cab that picks up John is the, like, old 19, like, early uh, 20th century cab. So it's great. Yeah, I love that, too. There's so many hints at a world that's probably not even explored yet, you know? And it's just, I think that's what keeps the franchise still fresh and able to go forward. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, it's just each movie shows, like, oh, this world is maybe more reliant on the high table and the Assassin's Underworld than we realize that, like, it's maybe, uh, it's a lot more people, which which I hinted at in the second one with, like, the amount of people that were, uh, you know, answering phones and, like, in New York, that are, like, there's Assassin, there's maybe, maybe four to one Assassin to non-Assassin, like, it's, uh, it's great, uh, but, yeah, and then, but this movie is just, it's non-stop, I mean, it's, uh, like, it's just, we get right into the action scenes. Uh, this library, like he goes to this library. This library fight is just brutal and insane right away, and uh, my audience was super into it yes. right away. Oh yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, when I when I saw it the second time, the people who were like sitting right next to me, once the like book, once he kills him with the book, they were just like gasping, and then for the rest <laughs> of the movie, just making audible reactions. It was so great. Uh, I mean, yeah, he like yeah, he kills a uh, super tall dude with a book. I mean, that's. <laughs> A basketball player. <laughs> uh, it's, it's it's crazy. In the best way. But uh, uh, So he, like, again, and he, so he gets this book, and then uh, I just love the way, I mean, he's more of these, uh, it's not subtle with the, uh, you know, religious uh, artifacts that he keeps getting of, like, you know, like this crucifix, we don't know what's going on here, mm-hmm. but uh, I just, I love every little hint that uh, it widens the world. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so then this is fine. And this is all, uh, basically before the, uh, I think the book is happening before the actual, uh, like he's, before he's actually excommunicado. And so like, uh, cause then he goes to the doctor and I love this scene so much. Cause I, I mean, I love Randall Duck Kim, uh, but it's just great that like, uh, but also just, this movie is very funny. Uh, I think it is all, funny. the first two had, you know, good bits of humor too, but this one's like, uh, it's almost it's simultaneously the darkest of the movies, but also uh, the funniest, which is which I appreciated because that humor kind of helps with the uh, direness of the situation. Yeah, yeah, it does really offset it. Well, that and like it it softens some of the violence, which I feel like has gotten even more extreme. Um, but like <laughs> right. Like, we had talked before on Twitter that these movies feel very video gamey, like Max Payne especially, but this one I felt like was leaning into, like, Mortal Kombat territory, where it was, like, loving, like, fatalities, but then also making them fun rather than just, like, gratuitous. Right. Yeah, they were all pretty more... They were creative. Yeah. So, it was really fun. Yeah, and then... But the crazy thing... I, I've talked about this about the second one, where, like, yeah, these are, they're getting more over the top, and they're getting more... Um, you know, playful and it's violence, but at the same time, it also makes you feel it. Like it doesn't, like this doesn't. As we we enjoy it because it's fun and it's well, it's 
you know, extraordinarily choreographed. But at the same time, like, you know, John, if this is a lot of this is John's fault, which we get on later, we're like, if John hadn't come back to this world, like these people wouldn't be dying. These, uh, you know, the you know, basically everyone he helps uh, gets kind of uh, messed with it this in this one, and uh, it doesn't make it uh, the fact that it's questioning the violence in a movie that's having so much fun with the violence is really interesting to me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm on John's side, 100%. Oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> in every way, I think. A lot of his kills were valid. But, you know, even sure. in the first yeah. one, there were times where he was like, remember, like, chummy with that bodyguard? And he's like, hey, man, you know, I gotta do this. You should take off tonight. Like, he has mercy and compassion, I think, for those that right. have nothing to do with the situation. For sure. Uh, but, yeah, and then just the idea that, I mean, this movie's full on, like, you know, bring down the high table, which is very true. Like, yeah, I love that it's also bringing in, you know, the class elements that, like, there's the, the high table is, you know, these elite people that we don't know. They're very, you know, like, they're basically... And then uh, they're taking advantage of these... Basically, the assassins are, like, the working class, and then there's the uh, the lower class, you know, Lawrence Fishburne and his... Uh, his pigeons. <laughs> I love them so much. Yeah, I, it's so great. I mean, it's uh, and then and the introduction of Angelica Houston, but before that, this uh, Hall of Knives. Oh my god! Sequence is just so good. I mean, it's incredible. It's like him doing uh, gun fu, but with knives, and it's knife fu. It's extraordinary. <laughs> yeah, and like the amount of like knives that they're just throwing at each other that don't stab. Like for a while, like right? two guys are just throwing them back, and, <laughs> and they're forth. just like knocking them. Um, and I. I mentioned this on online too, like, but like uh, somehow when I saw it the first time, I don't know if I dropped something or if I just got like spaced out and was not paying attention for a second. But there's that tomahawk uh, kill where he hits him right in the head, and there's two kills right before that I had missed. And then so second time around, seeing him, you know, punch that knife into the dude's skull and then slowly <laughs> insert that knife into the other guy's eyeball, and I was just like, holy shit. Oh. That was a cringe moment. Oh my god. So good. I almost couldn't watch. Yeah. Uh but yeah, and even before that there's like this moment where he's uh like he slowly assembles this uh gun to just get one headshot. Yeah. It's like it's just so good. Like it's uh Keanu is just perfect in that moment of the the stress of but also still being cool and collected. He's like, you know, oh shit, this is the wrong bullet and uh but it's and then uh there's also just this look on his face both and uh, and the guys he's fighting that like when they realize that they can just take the knives out of the cases and they're like, this is going to go down now is just, it's perfect. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I mean the, yeah, that, and that scene just goes so long. Like it, it all, you know, every scene in this, uh, yeah, and it, but it, it doesn't feel too long because you just love it so much, but it's like, it's genuinely exhausting. It's long. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, he takes these guys out, uh, and, uh, then, then he makes his way to, uh, Angelica Houston's introduction, and I love this is the first real look that we're getting uh, into John's uh, past uh, of like his origins, and I love that he's this. Uh, you know, it, may, it it almost explains the tattoos a little bit that he's got, and it's right. Uh, but with again, without giving us every bit of information, but it's like that. It's hinting like, okay, this is where he came from, uh, and I just love that so much about the way they handle uh, the backstories and the exposition in this, these movies that it's uh they're very deliberate in what they reveal yes it's so cool and i love that it was a tarvosky theater 
There's so many references. Oh yeah, so good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's what's great. So that's what I love. You know that these movies could be uh, could get away with doing a lot less and just being you know fun action movies, but the fact that they're putting in all those layers is just uh, makes me very happy. Or, or it would be just as easy. I feel like to give it all away to like spend ten more minutes in this scene yep. and tell us everything about his origin. And I'm really glad they don't do right. that. Right. So yeah, I think it's the they they're really good at balancing that stuff. Yeah, exactly. And even just the some good visual storytelling here as he's walking through this, uh, like they, they show these ballet, uh, you know, dancers and the wrestlers and the you know right, like that he's uh, you know from this world and that he's. Uh, you know, they're suggesting that he's uh, like an orphan and that he got picked up by this assassin orphanage, which is awesome. Uh, but again, yeah, it's not uh, over explaining anything. Yeah. Right. They show, don't tell. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this is all him basically uh, trying to, and she's very, I think Angelica Houston's a lot of fun in this. I mean, she's not in it a ton, but she makes a, a huge impression and she's just, just fun to watch her and uh, Keanu play off each other. Yeah. I mean, her, she has incredible screen presence. Yeah. And she's Angelica sure. fucking Houston. So, Indeed. Oh, I don't know if we're supposed to curse. And they, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, they always seem to like know the right people to bring into this world. Like as far as actors go, like she just feels immediately like a part of it. So yeah, it's, it's good casting. Right. Just as much as like, you know, Willem Dafoe and oh, the first one. Love yeah. Willem Dafoe so much. Um, but yeah, it's just every, you know, and even there's a lot of, and we'll get to him in a bit, but Mark DeCasco is so mm. perfect in this. And, the no-ho uh, Hank of John Wick. <laughs> yes, exactly. Perfect. Uh, yes. and the, uh, so yeah, she's, you know, he's basically buying passage. Uh, we don't know where he's going, quite know where he's, where he's going yet, but, uh, but I love that it's Casablanca. It's just, it's great. And the, uh, but honestly, so as nonstop as this movie is, it really it, there's quite a bit of distance between action scenes, but it's because those action scenes are so drawn out and long that it doesn't feel like that. But like if you actually pay attention, it's like no, there's a good like 25 minutes before we get back to uh, an action scene. But I just love that uh, the visuals here of Casablanca just looks it looks like a Casablanca we've never seen before. Uh, it's like the you know it's very you know uh, colorful and I love it a lot. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. And again, I, I like that they take the time to like spend time on this part of the story rather than they could easily just do fight scene to fight scene to fight scene, but they continue right. to like set up the world and his story. So, and also I just realized wasn't Casablanca at like a neutral zone during World War Two or World War One? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a little. Yeah, so I feel like sure. that's uh, fitting I, that he, you know, flees to you know a another neutral zone, not quite like the. Uh, continental necessarily, but a like geographical uh, neutral zone, sort of. Right, and when I talked to uh, Derek Kolstad about that, right, you know that he was inspired by that. Those uh, kind of movies of like having this, uh, at least by having the underground of uh, you know like these uh, safe havens for uh, you know assassins, and this is like is what he was inspired by. So that's, that's cool. I didn't pick up on that until now, but that's really cool. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, just the, so he goes to, uh, and the introduction of Sophia, uh, Halle Berry is just so awesome. In this. Oh my yes. God. She rules. Yes. <laughs> I want those dogs are goals. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Uh, they're the cool, like, and they, uh, the way that they're all up in, uh, John's, 
business is so great. Like they're like, uh, you know, if you mess with us, that uh, we'll we'll destroy you. Like it's it's, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love that. You know, she's obviously this like badass ass kicking like femme fatale, but like at the same time, you know, they don't have to do this, but they give her like complex emotional agenda. Mm-hmm. You know, like we didn't need it, but they gave it to us regardless, and it just made it that much cooler. Yeah, and the fact that John, that uh, you know, John's got one of the life debt markers that uh, you know the bad guy and the last one had uh, on him, and so yeah, again, like that, I I would kill for, I would love a, a spinoff about uh, Sophia, like uh, showing her story, uh, but well, we don't need it. But the fact that they could do that is just great for a character who's really just in this you know middle section, right? For like fifteen minutes, maybe maybe twenty. Sure. Yeah, I would also watch that. <laughs> Same. Uh, so yeah, he anyway. Yeah, he's basically trying to get to. John wants to meet with this new this new introduction of uh, the high table. That the, the head of the high table uh, is this guy named the Elder, and I like that it's not at all what I was expecting for like the head of the high table. You know, I was expecting like a you know old white dude in a suit, but it's like the fact that it's in, out in this this guy who's like a, a Bedouin in the middle of the Moroccan desert is, yeah. is, is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, and this actor who, funny. He's, I, I can't remember, I can always forget his name, but he's great. Yeah, he's a good impression. But before we get there, uh, yeah, he, so they go to this, uh, guy where it's basically where they make, uh, the coins, which is pretty cool. Uh, I like that we get to see that, you know, hint of the, that there's literally a place that like they mint these coins for the assassin underworld. This is pretty cool. Yeah. That was cool. Mm-hmm. And we get, what's his name? Uh, Braun from Game of Thrones. Yep. Right. Uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh shit. Who, who also feels right at home in this world. Yeah, as Barada. Yeah, he's a good... Yeah, it's, it's always great to see him. Uh, uh, but yeah, he makes a great... Uh, but he, you know, dude fucks up because he tries to take her dog. <laughs> Never try yep. to take an assassin's dog. Man. In the John Wick universe. <laughs> right. Oh my god. I mean, yeah, the dogs have fucking... Uh, Kevlar vest, and that was just the coolest shit. <laughs> that was awesome. At first, I screamed. I was like, "How dare they? Yeah. They wouldn't!" And then I was like, "Okay, it's fine." <laughs> right? Yeah, it's cool. Uh, but like, yeah, and he's like, and then it's great where she's like, uh, "He shot my dog," and John's like, "I get it." You know, <laughs> I, I've it's like that's there. why we're here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then this just leads to this scene. Uh, this is probably maybe my favorite. I mean, it's hard to say because there's every, maybe every scene is my favorite scene. Uh, but I love this dog fight. Uh, again, it just stretches so long and there's just every, we could spend all day just talking about this one, every badass moment in this scene, but yeah, that scene ruled. Yeah. Even just every dog attack in that scene, just they're, they're so Uh. lethal. (laughs) Oh man. I mean, just the way that they're like trained to just set up her headshots is right uh, and like crawl perfect. walk up walls i was like what mm-hmm. get out oh of my here. god yeah that scene where there's a, it all just builds to that moment of uh him like launching her you know leaning over so that she he can jump off her back up a wall uh to a guy that was about to kill her is just it's perfect yeah uh yeah i mean and it's just uh and it, again there, and there's this there's a moment where they like jump through cars and take dudes out and Gosh. uh and uh yeah, she like so yeah, kills the dude and they're on the run and uh yeah and then like but he's still and I love that this it goes really mythic in this almost where he like where his description of how to find the elder is to like walk out in this desert 
almost Hopefully die. Walk towards the star uh, until you can't walk anymore, and that either he'll find you or he won't is just it's it's wonderful. Felt very Aladdin <laughs> for sure. Uh, and then all all of this is going on. We have the uh, this this new character, the Adjudicator, who is awesome. Yes, uh, they are just super cool. So AJK cool. Dillon is awesome, just and I love that they. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I just love that they have the. Uh, that's just the coolest thing that they uh, that you know they're uh, non-binary until so they introduce that to the the character and but also just a really they're just a really great character and the fact that like yeah we don't like the high table but at the same time like they are so they're super interesting yeah for sure yeah and I, I read an article too where um, they said you know like obviously they identify in real life as non-binary and then she talked to or he I'm I, they I'm sorry I'm like <laughs> blustered right. but um uh to Chad Stelhelski and asked if they could, you know, appear that way. And Chad was completely on board. Which is just awesome. Yeah. Another another reason to love Chad Stelhelski. Oh, uh, I love him dearly. <laughs> He's so cool. Uh, yeah, and the, uh, like, yeah, the adjudicator, like, um, just basically coming into all the, uh, you know, coming to Winston and back to Angelica, and, or they, they go to, uh, this is where, you know, introduction of Zero, and I like that they're cutting back to these other characters while John's on his mission. Like, uh, it just shows that these are John Wick films, but they're still willing to uh, have scenes without him, and I think that's uh, pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, eventually John, uh, you know, finds the Enforcer, and this is where uh, it really goes pretty... I mean, he straight up cuts off his finger in this movie, mm-hmm. uh, so... Yeah, that I was wonder, but it's a his non-shooting finger, so he'll be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was thinking, like, if you could lose a finger, I feel like that's the finger you can most bear to lose because it'd be worse to lose right. a pinky. But yeah, exactly. Like it's the least used finger, I would say. Uh, in the in the assassin life, yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> but like, it's also just you know in, it, that he. Uh, this is where the, the real themes of this film come out. Where uh, talking about like. Uh, there's been a question of like why he keeps going, uh, and he's basically. And I, I think it's really uh, emotional in a way that the second one may have been lacking a little bit of. In that, like, he's doing it because he wants his wife to be remembered, uh, and it's still sweet. Kind of, so it's a little bit. It's a pretty that hit me pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're right, Sam. That like that. There was a little bit of emotional stuff lacking in the second movie, um, but it obviously made up for it with plenty of action, so I can't complain. Um, but I do right. like that they sort of brought this back around to giving him a little bit more of that. So, yeah, I really appreciated it. And it actually kind of retroactively adds a little bit of an emotional heart to that one. Yeah. So it's, it, those are, it's, the, exactly. The sequels are the ones that add more to the uh, the one that came before. Yeah, and, Absolutely. Um, but so basically the, the elder tells him that he has to, uh, in order, in order to get back, uh, to get, ex- you know, to get recommunicated, uh, is to kill Winston, which is all, which I remember there was a audible gasp in my audience of like, <laughs> I remember an opening night, so it was, you know, it's the core audience there, but, uh, it, but it's still like, it gives you that, you know, that John's probably not going to do it, but at the same time, it gives you that, uh, that push. Right. Uh, yeah. You think he might. Yeah. 
Exactly. Because he's John, you know. He's John. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like both so, this and like the when uh, the dog was shot moment were like moments where I was like ready to revolt, but then the movie just like handles them perfectly later. So you're like, oh, never mind, that's fine. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, and so while the uh, and while this is happening, uh, the adjudicator like gives them. Uh, they say that you have like 24 hours to sort your stuff, but then also like not really because they immediately send. <laughs> Uh, zero, right? The introduction of zero. It's like that's cheating. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, and the, the scene is like it's dark. I mean, it's like the the introduction of the raid guys uh, as these like uh, the, the students of Mark DeCascos is zero, and they're just like straight up ninja destroying everyone. And that uh, is it's and they you know stab Angelica Houston through the hands like this. It, it gets some. It's grim. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pretty grim dark <laughs> yeah and that was another moment like when they when they take out um lawrence fishburne i was like oh no and then me too I was, like, I, I was like oh man that hurts so much and then yeah we'll, we'll we'll get there as far as his his fate right and uh, and this is where this and once he get once john gets back to uh new york it is it's just non-stop action for the rest of the movie and it's just incredible and it's but also, like, there's a moment of slowness that can get, may give you time to catch your breath a little bit, but at the same time, you're still super tense the whole time, and uh, and I just love, I mean, the fucking uh, motorcycle chase is just... Oh, my God. Incredible. Oh, like, I heard it was inspired by the villainess. For sure. Yeah, you can definitely see that. And I, uh, But at the same time, like, it's different enough that it, I can love both of them. Um, but yeah, it's just so... Uh, the way Stahelski shoots it, the way the choreography is, it's just, it's kind of unparalleled in the, uh, especially at least in the American uh, action movie realm, so. Oh, 100%. Well, and, and it's so authentic and genuine because he's been a stuntman for over 20 years, you know, so like, it's very flawless. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I also feel like you, it, it'd be very easy to be like, well people in other countries can do this better. Like we could point to the raid and be like, Oh, they've already done that. But I feel like, like you were sort you mentioned, like, I feel like this is like the, the like pinnacle of like American action, even if it's obviously influenced by a lot of, uh, Asian, ac- Asian action movies. Like I feel right. like I it's, it's great to see it here. Well, yeah. And the fact that he's very, uh, you know, he honors that too. It's not like he's ripping it off and there's even direct, uh, stuff about the, like later the, the fight, like the fight between, Skipping ahead a little early, a little bit, but the fight between John and the two guys from the raid uh, movies—they're like they, they don't—they're badasses. Like they almost the only reason John is able to uh, get over on them is basically just he fights a little harder. But like at the same time, you could easily see them just destroying him. Uh, yeah, and the fact he's that, a little like, sloppier than them, like for sure. Exactly. Uh, but like the fact that they play on that, like that they're big fans of him and I love that they don't die like that makes me happy yeah. like the, like the fact that they're not cause that, that could be a little iffy of like you know this white guy just killing these two badass uh, you know uh, Indonesian fighters right but, like, he leaves them yeah uh, but like it's all just so amazing uh, the, the fighting is just off the charts 
Yeah, he left Common kind of alive. Yeah. Well. Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, and, like we we never circle back to that, but I wonder because like it's not long after that after he leaves Common that he runs into Lawrence Fishburne and like Fishburne delivers that speech about how he left him basically in the same situation, and that's why he now runs the Battery. So it's like, oh, it'd be cool if like maybe the next one or one later like Common comes back or something like that. That would be awesome. I was waiting for him to come back. Like, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah, maybe in uh, maybe in part four. Maybe, we'll the end game. Or like maybe the finale, they bring like Common, Halle Berry, like everybody that we loved that has sort of fallen away, like bring them all back for one, their big Avengers crossover. Oh, their end game. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah, so the... Um, you go... And I, I love that the chase back has great, like the... Uh, I mean, he's, you know, just sword fighting on bikes and the, uh, but then to, I love that, uh, they, like, he goes back to the Continental, uh, is great. Uh, and I love the, the look on the Tocascos' face, like, that's not fair, he's excommunicated, <laughs> uh, but it's like, uh, and at this point, yeah, the Bowery King is, uh, we think he's dead at this point, um. But yeah, Lawrence Fishburne's just great, and that I don't, my wish was that uh, there's not enough Jason Manzukas in this movie uh, yeah. as the TikTok man, but it's uh, still good to have him in there. But agreed, not much. It was barely, no. but it was still cool. Uh, so yeah, it all leads back to the Continental, uh, and this is where uh, I freaked out when this happened when they uh, deconsecrate the Continental. But it's also just a great, uh, you know, it's a great. Uh, Cool idea that I honestly thought it would pay off a little more, but it's, it's fine. Uh, mm-hmm. it, kind of, <laughs> it, gets, it gets reset back to status quo at the end, but it's fine. Yeah. It was super matrixy, even the same exact line, and then like the lobby scene with the green light. I was in heaven. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, and I, I just, I love this final stretch of bunch. Like, I love the idea that these, uh, I mean, these like heavily armored dudes that. Uh, I, I heard a complaint about the neat, you know, of uh, more that like more shots to take on one guy, but I thought it, I thought it played really well. I mean, it, it just also just uh, it gives more uh, challenge to the fight scenes, and it's uh, it, it makes it more inventive, which I appreciated. Yeah, and I really love how Lance Reddick was such a badass. Like I was honestly yes. kind of worried for his life, but he's just like man, I got this shit. He's like, I'm the concierge, but, like, I'm clearly just as good as John Wick if it's, like, two against a million dudes. Yeah, I was I was so happy to see that, too, because I was, like, ready to lose him. I was like, we, we can't. We can't. Right. I've been so worried about it. <laughs> and I love the moment where they take a break with the first wave, and John walks back into oh, yeah. his room, and then so does Sharon, and they just, like, have this look of just, like, okay, we're just getting right back to it. And it's great. <laughs> it's yeah, so good. they go into this vault, uh, and Winston just chilling, <laughs> drinking, uh, drink, you know, <laughs> sipping on a brandy while they uh, go to town. It's just great. There's like he's got the remote, and he's just like uh, you know, clicking it open. It's just it's I love it so much. Yeah, uh, and, and it's just uh, just brutal. And the I mean, the freaking armor piercing rounds is just that's off the charts ridiculous in in the best way. Like, uh, you're just blowing dudes, uh, the helmets. It's, it's insane. Yeah, it's wild. And and again, I feel like this is another sequence where, like, the video gamey nature of it feels like it comes back heavily, where it's like, oh, I'm reaching mm-hmm. the boss level, all the enemies have armor now, 
and I have to take off their armor first. Uh, and I loved it. Because, again, like, how do you keep one-upping these, like, gunfights with John Wick? Well, you have to give him more of a challenge. So I feel like they, again, knew the exact right thing to do. So it's great. Yeah, for sure. And just the... Uh, again, like the the uh, the lighting, uh, Dan Lautzen is so great as an photographer, and uh, but also just yeah, I mean this, uh, they Stahelski is very clear that he you know was he's from the Wachowski school of filmmaking, like he learned how to direct from them, and so the fact he that did. yeah uh, he's accepting that, but also just you know uh, going for it is makes me very happy as a uh, as a fan. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so then it all leads to, uh, the adjudicator, uh, uh, I don't know, first he goes, yeah, goes back to, I, and I love the visuals of this, like, uh, Winston's, like, secret chambers here with the, like, uh, the glass everywhere and the, uh, these, like, skulls that are, uh, just the way, the way they use the environment, too, is really, uh, creative, and I, I like it a lot. Yeah, like the, the... Not only do they have, like, the glass cases, but there's, like, the glass, uh, like, walls, essentially, that you sort mm-hmm. of don't notice at times. And so, like, they even, like, foreshadow at the beginning of the movie where, like, John walks into the office and bumps into one. Um, but then you have, like, that great kill against one of Zero's students, not, like, the main two, where he, like, slices against the glass and cuts his neck. Yes. It's really good. Uh, or the part where they, yeah, like, the, the fight between his two, the main students, uh, <laughs> Uh, the raid guys is just like him getting smashed through those uh, cases, and it's like okay, you do it twice. No, they do it like five yeah. times, and it's like it's so good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and just th- that fight is just—it's. I love that we get every kind of fight in this movie. I mean, they've got the uh, vehicle fights, we've got the dog fights, we've got the. Ho- or we even skipped over the horse fucking horse fight. Is just the way he uses the horse as a weapon is my favorite thing ever. Yeah. Oh my god, that was. Amazing, uh, and it's my favorite. Where like you know the, the an- these movies care about animals, which is great. Like you know they, they he uses the animal, but it doesn't affect the animal in any way, uh, and uh, it's just so cool um, because it all leads to this final. Uh, but yeah, I want to talk a little bit more about Mark Dacascos because he's just so fucking fun in these mo- in this movie. Oh, he's great. The no ho Hank. I'm glad <laughs> I've you said, said that. it already, that, but that it's, it's so true. <laughs> but yeah, like the way he's like a super fan of uh, John Wick, but also like thinks he's better than him, or that he like this is fun, right? Uh, it's just so much. It's so great. Yeah, uh, and then he's like constantly, and he never breaks that. Um, or there's just that moment where when John reunites with his dog, uh, and he's like, "That dog really likes you." It's great. It's I love it. Uh, but then it just leads to that that final fight between him and Zero, and it's just just fucking great. Like the sword fight is just off the charts. Yeah, and then even as he's dead, he's still like, "I'll catch up." <laughs> right? <laughs> so he'll be there in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, he like he uh, wants and to be like, Wick. It's great. Yeah, and John's just like, "Nope, no, you won't." Uh, yeah, so that's, uh, yeah, I love that stuff. And it all leads to uh, the, so talk about the ending here where they, uh, you know, the adjudicator's like, okay, we're probably, I'm probably, we're probably fucked here. We got to, you know, do a parlay. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but this is where uh, I'm still thinking about the ending. I need to see it again. Uh, I need to think about it more. Uh, I still think it works. I just wonder if it could have, you know, this could have saved this for the, 
I know they need to set up the next one, but uh, I don't know. What did you guys think of the ending? I was, to be quite honest, I was torn because a part of me was ready to accept this as the end, as like the final mm-hmm. deal. And then other part is clearly always happy for more John Wick, but I was just kind of like, oh, okay, well, here we go again. Yeah, that's that's almost exactly how I felt because I was I I don't want them to run it into the ground or ever reach a point where a John Wick is like less than amazing, but exactly. uh, I do think they actually did a good enough job setting it up, and I also like the like complexity of it where it's like I don't know like where do you guys feel as far as like was Winston's thing a full betrayal or was that like that to me it read like this is the only way he could get John Wick out alive also. So it feels like, I don't know. Yeah. But also, like, he knows John Wick's going to probably come back for him. So I don't know. It's, it's, it sets, it sets I think up it's like next movie, at the very least. Yeah, I, I think it's a thing. You can see, read it both ways. But I, I think it reads as, like, uh, yeah, Winston basically knew that he needed to do something. Uh, yeah, he's not necessarily going to read John into it. But he's going to, uh, you know, he, he knows it's the only way to get his... But it's a little self-serving, too, right? Like, he... He wants to get his Continental back. Like, he doesn't want to lose that. But uh, I think it... I just... I think... I don't think they're running into the ground. I think they're maybe the fourth one. Uh, might Maybe, like, two more. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, no, I, I can but, see two more. But, like, the idea that the, the high table is, like, the enemy is just... I think is really awesome and really sets up some really interesting ideas for the, the next one so i want them all to team up and take <laughs> it out great seriously yeah yeah and again like I, the adjudicator is such a unique villain like they don't ever participate in the fighting and yet like they're the most ruthless person i feel like in this movie um, mm-hmm. and they could be killed so easily yeah like and they're not worried about it <laughs> no and yeah, they're holding like a cell phone like with no weapons it's like okay <laughs> You can take them out. Like, she's like yeah, they're, they're standing next to John, who could just or, like, kill them immediately and not worried about it. So, yeah, I, I really liked uh, their performance. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, so then it, John the gets, uh, you know, Winston shoots John off the roof. Uh, he gets, uh, I love the uh, the dog uh, running, <laughs> you know, running down to, the, to, to find him is perfect. Uh, and him uh, being gone and Winston's like, Oh, what do you know about that? Like, uh, that, that's what made me think that Winston is just like he knew John would be able to survive it because he's uh, unstoppable. Um, but uh, and I just love the. But it just I'm so glad that uh, Lawrence Fishburne's not dead. Uh, he's scarred up to shit and he's probably in a wheelchair, but like he's not going anywhere. Uh, and I love the, his last line before he got cut was like "Long live the king," you know. So he's like, "I'm good." Uh, yeah. But just, uh, and I think it ends on the final perfect beat of, uh, you know, John saying, yeah, like it's just the perfect uh, last. I thought he was going to say the full, uh, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back, but I like that it just ended with him saying, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll take it on the high table. It'll be fun. He's fine. angry. Oh, yeah. And, and I like it. He's pissed. <laughs> I hadn't really thought about it until you brought it up earlier, but like the idea of like this like class struggle within the assassin world, but like now this is setting us up for like the like uprising of the lower class to hopefully wipe out the white tables, uh, the high table. So I'm very on board for that. The white table is <laughs> not inaccurate. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the elder at least wasn't a white person. So well, that, right. That I good, just, but, but yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of uh, thematics, yeah. though, like, yeah, like let's bring him down. Uh, 
And it'll just and just imagine me. But I just love that the scale keeps getting bigger in these movies, and I just can't imagine what's going to come next. And I can't wait to see you know Stahelski to blow our minds all over again. I can't and wait. And Keanu to being keep being. And like, what surprise cameos are going to get? You know, like. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm hoping, still hoping against hope. I know fan service can be bad and whatever. For Hugo? For this. Bring fucking Carrie Ann Moss into this shit. Oh! Her or Hugo. Hugo. I would yeah, be very or, happy oh, with. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, maybe uh, that'll come into play in the next one. You know, fingers crossed. But yeah. I think Carrie would do a great job in this universe. Oh, for sure. She would dominate. Yeah. She, oh, God. Now I need it in order to live my life. <sighs> I know. I'm. So, I. I uh, my heart breaks with you because we'll never get it again. Maybe we'll never get it. But don't don't say never. You gotta have hope. You have to project your wish into the world. It's like the secret. Yes. Amen. <laughs> uh, yeah. Great. I mean, I could talk about these movies again forever, but uh, I think we did a good job covering as much as. I mean, we could do again. We could do an episode on each action scene, breaking down every Seriously. badass right. kill, but. We'd probably be here for you know another a whole year, but mm-hmm. uh, before uh, so yeah, thanks so guys. Do you have any last words on uh, this movie or the franchise uh, in general? I do. Um, I will say, like I said before, it's hard for me to choose a favorite because they just feel like three different movies. Um, I think I mentioned this earlier. I don't know if I did, but how I feel like the first one's like just a straight up revenge film. The second one's like the man that's been wronged film. Mm -hmm. And then the third one's just a pure high action chase film. So I just feel like it's part of a set and it's really hard to judge them as a singular unit, but that I love them all because they're all my children. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I'll I'll probably watch anytime I watch one, I end up watching the next one. So uh, it'll just be, uh, it just all, and they all work together and they, you know, further each other. And they, uh, again, like it, uh, they all seem part of a, this is basically John's descent into hell, and it's mm-hmm. uh, I love it a lot. I can't wait to see it again. Yeah, and I think they've I think they've done a good job giving each movie an identity. Um, and I think like the I sort of jokingly re- throughout like my little review, whatever you want to call it on Twitter, uh, of like this has all every type of fight, but like that was really what stuck out about this one for me is that like the variety of set pieces and like the different ways mm-hmm. they find to like do John Wick style action in different ways than we're, than we're used to, or at least like totally different than we've seen in the previous two movies is really impressive. So like, yeah, they, they, their technical game and their craft just keeps going up with each movie. Yeah. I mean, Stahelski just, he's clear already at only three movies. He's clearly one of the greatest action directors ever. I mean, he just, so it's just, especially yeah, like that he keeps uh, coming up with the ideas and getting better and better every time. And, it makes me very happy as a uh, action nerd, so yeah, I can't wait to see what the next one comes brings. And luckily, we already have a release date, so yeah. <laughs> very fast. Uh, great! So thanks so much, uh, Melissa and Nolan. Uh, before you go, why don't you let everyone know where they can uh, find you on the interwebs? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and everywhere else under Mecca Melissa. It's one word, like Mecca Godzilla, but it's Melissa. <laughs> um, and you can find me at. Uh, nolan underscore mcbride or um at dead ringers pod uh run the uh dead ringers podcast which is a double feature podcast or a horror double feature podcast about um movies that have a lot of shared dna but distinct personalities is sort of how we pitch it so yeah it's a lot of fun 
Awesome. Uh, Thanks so much. And uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you for joining me on this journey through Keanu's films. And actually, we're not done yet because there's already another movie coming out at the end of the week. So uh, so we'll be joining me sooner than I thought. Uh, Join me next time. We'll be discussing Always Be My Maybe, the romantic comedy on Netflix. I heard it's really good. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Until then, keep being excellent to each other. (laughs) 